Hello and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz and I am joined by our campus and teaching pastor Matt Pearson. Good morning. And we are your weekly stop to hear what's happening in the life of Church of West Franklin. Hopefully be encouraged and challenged through a topic that we think you'll find engaging and hopefully uh, laugh a little bit with us. How you doing today, Matt? Man, I'm great, Dave. You doing all right? As far as I know, I am awesome. Good. So that's uh, that's how my usual answer, though. Well, so I mean, it works. When you're Dave Cruz, you just live in the awesome atmosphere. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, I don't even know what to say to that. So let's move forward in some some <laughs> awkward kind of way. So hey, Matt, who's joining us today on this episode? Our missions minister, Josh Lynn. Yes, Josh is joining us to talk about what it means to have gospel conversations, why all believers should be having that, hopefully to encourage us how to overcome our fears and challenges, and to provide a few resources for those of us who might be looking to improve in our ability to have those gospel conversations. So we're excited that Josh is with us. We've had some uh, great conversations about prayer, and we thought it would be great today to bring in Josh Lynn, our missions minister, to challenge us and talk with us about what it means to develop the spiritual discipline of evangelism. So Josh, welcome to West Franklin Talks. Thanks. Hey, Glad Josh. You. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dave. Hey, everybody else. So Josh has been with us since, I don't know, about what, September of 2019? August, yeah. August 2019. Hey, some things you need to know about Josh. He's married to Rachel. They have two kids, Joanna and Josiah, two of the cutest kids you'll ever meet. And Josh is a UT fan, which he takes a lot of grief for from our staff. It's better than an Alabama fan, Dave. You've been on the Alabama kick lately, Matt. That's yep. great. I, I, that's my life. That's your life. I thought Jesus would be your life, but okay. Oh, so, shots fired. I, re- I received that rebuke. All right. So, Matt and Josh, you're going to talk with our folks about, hey, why should we care about evangelism and what is it and all that fun stuff. So, here we go. Yes. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you're here on the show, and I'm thrilled you're on our team. You bring a lot to the table that I'm, I'm grateful for. One of the one of the biggies that you bring to the table is helping our church, helping equip our church. At least it's a burden of yours for us to be busy helping people understand who Jesus is, in particular unchurched and lost people. The mission of our church is to engage the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime, with anybody. Now I've heard you say before that evangelism, sharing Jesus, is a spiritual discipline. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Maybe start by saying what is evangelism and then why you would say it is a spiritual discipline. So evangelism, the definition of evangelism is bringing the good news of Jesus to people who don't have it already. To, to really evangelize, you have to understand that, that Jesus is good news for your life. His life, his death, his resurrection, his promises for us is good news for us. And it's good news that's not meant to be just kept for us. It's meant to be shared. So evangelism is, is understanding the good news of Jesus and then taking that to people. So um, how is that a discipline? How is it a discipline? I, I'm glad you asked that question. Evangelism is a discipline because I, I think about guitar lessons that I took when I was a middle schooler. I have absolutely no musical talent at all. If I had had enough discipline, right? If I had put work into something... If I'd put effort into something, if I had cared about it, guitar enough to, to invest myself into it is a skill that I can grow. Um, I think that's that's true musically. That's true uh, with with lots of disciplines. I think there's this this negative connotation to the word discipline, right? Because we grow up in school and discipline is what you don't want. Discipline is what happens when you're bad. 
But what a discipline is, what a spiritual discipline is, is it's, it's an ability that you can invest yourself in and grow. But it's also paired with a gifting, right? I quit guitar lessons because there was a kid who had started taking guitar lessons two weeks earlier who was playing amazing songs. And I heard him playing, and I'd been taking guitar lessons for two years and wasn't there yet. So there's, there's an element of gifting to it. I mean, I think there, there are amazing communicators of the gospel who God has just placed his hand on their ministry, and they've gone out and, and just communicated the gospel so clearly. Matt, yeah. you, you correct me if I'm wrong on my takeaway here. I just heard Josh say he wants to lead worship at the church at West Franklin. Yeah, I was actually thinking that perhaps the guy that started two weeks before him could play the riff from Sweet Home Alabama, mm. and he couldn't even do Jesus Loves Me. It was it was pretty close to that. Yeah, I don't remember the exact song, but I walked in to his lesson a little bit early. Yeah, and I was like, oh. And then I sat down in my lesson and said, "How long has he been taking lessons?" And my instructor's like scratched his head and said, "No, yeah. oh, two weeks." So your your point there is very very good analogy is evangelism is a discipline because you have to work at it. It's not something that's just going to come easily or naturally. You said something that I want I want you to talk about for a minute. Talk about gift giftings. Some people have. Different. Well, we all have different gifts. What about the person who's sitting there listening and saying, "But I don't have the spiritual gift of evangelism." What would you say to that person? Good news for that person, because there are people who have who have special giftings that maybe make them a more effective evangelist. Maybe a more effective. Um, there are people who who faith who just trusting in Jesus comes more easily than than for some of us. But that doesn't exempt us from having faith. It doesn't exempt us from praying. In the same way, because somebody else has a gift for evangelism doesn't exempt those who say, well, I don't have that gift. It's not a free pass for you. Help me. I'm listening, and I don't even know where to start. I've got a coworker that I know. I've got the person that cuts my hair does my hair that I know, but I haven't really talked with much. But I'm pretty sure they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Where do I start? I think the, the first place that I would encourage you to start is praying for that person. You have to have a care for, for people around you. Yeah. So I would say first start with prayer. Pray for that person. Pray for yourself to have, have boldness. And then pray for yourself to have opportunities. But don't just stop with, with praying, Lord, help me have an opportunity to speak with this person. Then go and look for the Lord to give you that opportunity. Right. Expect that to happen. That's good. So start with prayer. Mm-hmm. And let's say the next day you're getting coffee and the coworker is sitting at his or her desk and says, good morning. What do I do? I think, I think this is where so many people get, get caught up, which yeah, I, is that's, why that's I love why I'm pressing in. I love why you, I love the way you're asking the question because this is where we get caught up, right? We're like, I, I've been there too. I've been standing beside the person I've been praying for and having a normal conversation morning the weather's awful how are you how do i get to the gospel right. right i think the the thing that we have to remember is that the gospel runs through our lives if we're a believer in christ it touches everything we do there there's no limit to the ways that you can weave the gospel into your conversations my wife and i she's a believer but my wife That's and good. i had had a conversation about the gospel last night because i was seeking forgiveness from her i said I've never had somebody who forgive for, who forgave me as quickly as you do, and that that shows me something about Jesus. So maybe the next time you mess up at work, you can go and say, "Hey, I need to seek forgiveness from you." This is I've learned something about forgiveness. That's right? good. That's good. That makes um, sense. There's so many things. Eh, you can if you didn't sleep through Matt's sermon, 
you can bring up a sermon point on Monday morning. Like, hey, man, this thing has just been wrecking me all weekend. What do you What do you think about fill in the blank? The most- if, if you did sleep through Matt's sermon, you can go to westfranklinchurch.com <laughs> to the media section and find the sermon. Do, do, do most people? I mean... And the lights are bright. You don't see all the yeah, way to the back. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, that's good. And, and, and something you said at the beginning when you're praying, you're becoming aware to the Spirit, and He may bring things to your mind that you weren't you didn't plan on it. Absolutely. I, I've learned that the the best evangelism that I've ever been able to be a part of is unplanned. When I am just when I know I'm going to be having a conversation with a somebody that doesn't know the Lord, and I'm praying for an opportunity, and it it just comes. One of the most recent ones was someone I knew who didn't know the Lord. And she obviously had a lot of anger towards some family members. And I said, so what do you do with that anger? It just came. And she's, she said, I, I get drunk. And so I'm hoping in future conversations, I'm able to lean into that a little bit more. Yeah. But that kind of opened up a, wow, okay. She knows that she's shoving that anger down. Yeah. And what you should see there is that that's somebody opening up a deeper level of themselves. You're right. not just going to go and tell Tell anybody that mm-hmm. they're opening up to you, yeah. which is great. That's yeah. what you're what you're looking for. Yeah. How long should somebody take? Meaning, you start a conversation with a coworker. Should they come to Christ in a week? In a year? Should they come to Christ over five years? How long does this take? Should we try to seal the deal as soon as possible? Yeah. Well, let me use myself as an example. I grew up in church. Was in church from the time that I from as, as early as I can remember doing all the kids programs, getting a lot of head and Bible knowledge, and it took me six years of being in church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, before a real understanding of the gospel got to my heart. Mm. So if somebody had given up on me after after a week, then who, who knows where I would be. But secondly, I mean, yeah, it, can, it could happen in a week. But if it's happening quickly or if it's happening slowly, we just have to learn to trust the Lord in that. Yeah. The Spirit is, is the one who's moving in them and moving through us, and we trust His timing and I think we also have to be comfortable, okay, with we may never know. Yeah, right. Scripture says, hey, some are called to plant seeds, some mm-hmm. are cl- called to tend to the seeds, and some are called to harvest. And I have people I've shared the gospel with for years that are now out of my life path. I have no clue. And I'm simply having to trust right. that my faithfulness over those years is going to be rewarded, see some fruit, hopefully. Yeah. And I may not know till I get to heaven. That's a key point because, I mean, if, if you are talking to somebody and it happens for them in a week, there are probably people who have been pouring into their life mm-hmm. for years before that. And it's a good reminder for us that it's not it's not on us. It's right. our responsibility, but it's not in our power to make things right. happen. So we can't carry any burden or guilt when it doesn't happen right. in a week. We or can't save anyone. Right. That's which, not our job. Which, which brings me to another question, Josh. What would you say to the person who's sitting sitting there listening or driving or jogging and they're listening and they're saying, I'm just going to let my life speak. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I hear that all the time. What's wrong with that? Or is it wrong yeah. to, to have that mentality towards evangelism? And why? Well, I, first of all, I hope, I hope that if you're following Jesus, that your life does speak. But that doesn't exempt you from speaking. Okay. Paul says in Romans 10 that faith comes through hearing the word. Yes. And so it's through through someone who goes and proclaims or preaches. We kind of co-opted that that preacher word to mean Matt is our preacher, but really we're all called to be proclaimers of the gospel and that proclamation word is it means to speak about it. I hope your life does show that you follow Jesus and that people do see you and say 
there's something different about that person, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you don't get to talk about it. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, you, you quoted Romans 10. Paul starts in Romans by saying everybody can see there's a God. Everybody can see in nature that there is a God. God has ordained that they hear there's a Savior through the preaching, teaching, sharing of, of the good news. Yeah. Okay. I want you to tell me what the gospel is. What is the gospel? Say someone's listening and they don't know what the gospel is, or we've got a church member that's like, I'd really like to share, but I'm embarrassed to ask anybody this. What is the gospel? So give us the Twitter version of what the gospel is, Josh. Uh, one really helpful resource for this to, to get it into the Twitter version is, is a resource Matt has shared through the, the sermon series on uh, biblical theology. What's the sermon series called? The Big Story. The Big Story sermon series that, that Matt did just recently it covers the big story, right? So the big story and a resource that he's referenced frequently is the three circles. So if you remember those three circles, they pack the gospel into three parts. God created the world. He created it to be good and right, but sin entered the world. And because of that, we now live in a world that's been corrupted by sin. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God is what Paul says in Romans. Also, Paul says in Romans that the wages of sin, the wages of the sin that we all have in our heart is death. So we've all sinned. What we all owe is death, and there's nobody who can get out of that. No way out of that except through Jesus. So it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter that you've done more good things in your life than bad things in your life. It doesn't matter that you try really hard. What matters is that Jesus came, who was God's son, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life without sin, and then took the penalty of our sin on the cross. Mm. Yeah. He's he's taken our sin and penalty upon himself, and he can only do that because he had no sin. He was dead, buried, and raised three days later, and because of his death on the cross, he can forgive our sins. Because of his resurrection, he can offer us eternal life. That's good. Thank you. That's probably too long for Twitter. but No, no, no. That's, that's great. They, they give you how many? 280 characters now? You, you, yeah, you were yeah, close. You were close. close. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's great. It, I love that you, you just boiled it down. I'm sitting across from a non-believer having a conversation, and I start sharing that kind of stuff, but they start throwing all these fun, hard questions that I think people get scared of, and maybe that is an obstacle to them to want to share. Well, they, I might get asked something I don't know. What do you say to the, the believer who is going, ah, I don't want to get stumped? And then where do you point maybe for some resources for that kind of stuff? There is tremendous wisdom in saying, I don't know. There can be yeah. tremendous wisdom yeah. in saying, I don't know the answer to that. But, there's always a but, though. I don't know the answer to that, but this is what I do believe. Right? This, is, this is what I do understand. Yeah. Good wisdom. There's also no shame in going to somebody and saying, I don't have the answer for that, but I, I think I can find it, or maybe we can find it together. It's just a great open door to open the Bible, open the Word of God with, with people that you're sitting with if they're open to that. With those hard questions, though, everybody has hard questions. I think it's it's good for us as believers to struggle with those things and to think about those things, but that doesn't mean we have to know all the answers. Um, resources, there's some some there's a lot of great resources out there. Uh, your church family, if you have a life group leader or or people that you respect in your group, you can come to us on our, on the staff to What's help work email? through some of those What's things. What's your email, Josh? Yeah. What is your email address? J L Y N N at westfranklinchurch.com. Yeah. So jlynn at westfranklinchurch.com. I don't have all the answers either, but I'm, I'm willing to help you walk and, and figure out how to walk with somebody who has a question you don't know the answer to. That's good. Great question. 
Okay, Josh, this has been incredibly helpful. I want you to speak to the person listening now who says, you know what, I just I just don't see what it's going to do for me. I, I've tried it. I failed. I'm just not an evangelist. How does it, how does it help my soul? What's it going to matter? Would you speak to that? Yeah. Any, anytime I take a mission team out, one thing that I would try and, and impress on that person's heart is that the greatest gift that God has ever given you is Jesus, his son. The second greatest gift that God has given you is that he has decided the way the world works is that people come to faith through other people sharing that faith. Mm. So when you really understand that that God and has given you the greatest gift of all time, Jesus, and then he's allowing you to help share that gift with other people, that's that's the perspective changer. That's what's in it for you is that you are here. The reason that you are still here that in the moment or time of your salvation you didn't get immediately raptured to heaven is because God left you here to have conversations with people to help point people to Jesus. Yeah, and we get to join him yeah. in that work. Yeah. And that should excite us. Yeah. Right. A lot of times when I find someone isn't eager, willing to do evangelism, I, I have to start asking, well, how's your relationship with God? And all of a sudden it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's not great. Yeah. And, I'm not. And why are we saved? To be with him. Yes. And I believe he's with the lost. I mean, he came to seek and save the lost. Yeah. I, I told teenagers all the time when I was in student ministry, if, if you're not willing to share the gospel with someone, you're saying effectively, I'm willing for that person to go to hell. Mm. And that's a sobering thought when I look at someone and I'm like, I'm not willing to tell you about Jesus, so I'm effectively okay with you going to hell. Man, that's a hard reality to swallow. Yeah. I I may post this on my my blog. There's a video by Penn and Teller, Mm -hmm. comedians, and it's the big one. Penn, Mm -hmm. he had someone share a Bible with him after a show. And, of course, he's a professing atheist. At least he has been in the past. I, I don't know if he's been converted. It's been recent. He has this video where he is just looking in this camera and saying, you know, I don't believe like he does, but if you believe there's a literal hell, how much do you have to hate them not to tell them? And that just gripped my heart. So to your point, Dave, yeah. So Josh, we, uh, we're going to start wrapping this up. Uh, you've given us a lot to think about. Hopefully folks will come back and listen to this podcast a few times because there's a lot to digest here. What other resources would you recommend for folks who might want more equipping or to explore evangelism further? Yeah. So I've got, I've got several resources I'd point you to depending on maybe where you are in this. Is it something that's, that's brand new to you? Is it something that's both brand new to you and you're terrified of, or is it something that you, you want some more skills and training with? I think if you're, if you're brand new and terrified of talking about Jesus to your friends, family, and coworkers, one book that I would tell you to go out and buy is, called Sharing Jesus Without Freaking Out by <laughs> Alvin Reed. Uh, I love the title. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the, the whole purpose of the book is it's written to let you know that, that talking about Jesus is not something to freak out about. Yeah. It's, it's something that should permeate our conversations. And it's a short, easy read. It is a short, easy read. Uh, I think it's about $10 on, on Amazon, something we're, like that. We're going yeah, like uh, to, yeah, com. All these resources will be posted there. Perfect. Uh, another one that I would recommend, this is a free book. It's also an easy read. It's a free ebook by David Platt called Gospel Threads. And in that book, he, he talks about there are these major themes, there are five major themes and threads of the gospel mm-hmm. that basically in any conversation that you have with anybody ever, it's easy to pick up one of these five yeah. threads. Yeah. And so it's, it's a great resource for figuring out how to, how to bridge the conversation over. Platt's okay. He's all right. He's okay. I like that he put it out for free. That was nice. That was very kind of him. Thanks, Dave.
Um, uh, we already mentioned the Three Circles app that you can get um, that helps you walk through the whole gospel with people, helps you answer questions. Uh, and also, our, our church has this thing that I think is unique and amazing. We actually have gospel conversation coaches who are willing to meet with you and be a part of uh, your walk, help you go from wherever you are to wherever you, you want to be with sharing Jesus. And they, they're, they're, it's a group of men and women who are gathering together, praying for you if you're listening and you're not ready to, to share Jesus or you're trying to figure out how to get there. So, they're praying to find you. Yes. If someone wants to connect with the Gospel Conversations Coach, they can just email you at jlynn, J-L-Y-N-N, at westfranklinchurch.com. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the last one that I would encourage you, if you're at the point now where you're ready to say, I want to take a step, I want to actively think about sharing the gospel and participate in it, another free resource I would point you to is Who's Your One? It's put out by NAM and a guy named J.D. Greer. What's NAM? NAM is the North American Mission Board. It's an arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's uh, And this, this program, Who's Your One, is their evangelism initiative in North America. So the, the whole concept is who is the one person that you're going to pray for, that you're going to seek opportunity with. They have a free 40-day Bible study. It's a short Bible study, a short lesson, and then a, a challenge point for each of those 40 days. We'll have that link for you too, but it's just a free PDF you can download and, and be challenged to, to grow and share in the gospel every day. Great. Thanks for those resources, Josh. We want to say thanks for being a part of West Franklin Talks. We really talked about a lot today. Yes, we I did. look forward to having more conversations with Josh in the future. If you have questions, you can grab Josh or honestly, you can grab any of our staff members. We would love to talk with you about why we should be telling people who Jesus is. So in the meantime, be thinking about who's your one, be thinking about what's my role in grabbing people, not physically grabbing them, but grabbing them and sharing the gospel with them and uh, what you might need for equipping in that. So, Josh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Josh. Loved it. We'll have you back on in the near future. All right, Matt, it's been a good week. It has. I look forward to being back with everybody next week on West Franklin Talk. See you later.